it's, it's really disgusting how much um, earwax gets in your headphones. <laughs> yeah, that is disgusting. I yeah. I don't usually use the in-ear ones. What What do you mean? Like, oh, you don't like put them in your ear. You use like the outer ones. Yeah. Gotcha. Because yeah. I. How have... do I sound? Do I sound good? Yeah. Okay. My my um. I think that thing you had said a while back about how I drift down. Uh huh. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that happening? Or like that's hap- Is that your the location of the mic to your mouth? Or you just do it? You no, just- basically, I have the mic inside me. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> no, because the uh, um, <clears throat> I I just would had noticed. <clears throat> I mean, aside from that, we're recording in the morning, and mm-hmm. you know our voices are haven't woken up yet you know yeah um but like yeah it was just like doing the editing last week it was like my voice kept going lower and i was like jesus christ what the hell's wrong with me (laughs) or is it the battery in your headphone fading out no no it's (laughs) it's totally me but um you know we're gonna work on that yeah i have a lot of things to work on you know growth Right. Um, 2021, you know. Growth and happiness, 2021. <laughs> that's that's my little Google Keep note I have. Um, How was your week? It was pretty, it was, I mean, it was pretty tough just due to the work things that we had to get done. And a lot of people asking for a lot of information. <laughs> a lot of people asking for the same information. And then not communicating within themselves you know like from the same entity uh you know what i mean it's like we need this and then like you know someone in the same you know place would say we also need this and it's like well y'all talk to each other yeah you know yeah i hear you it is what it is that's you know everyone has those those weird work things how was your week pretty good pretty good rub it in jesus yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) no i've been fine i don't know i feel weird that we're recording right now why uh i don't know there's sort of a blank space there's the you know how sometimes like in my in my head i just hear the ocean yeah i hear you (laughs) no it's true it's like you know you're just not you're not mentally uh, ready for anything. Yeah, yeah. I I woke up that this morning and um, felt the same way. And then you know um, the poem that I had uh, sent you basically mm-hmm. like it's not really anything. Um, kind of like something you to like kind of not a lot of meat to bite into. You know what I mean? No. I mean there is, but I, I just felt like you know it's not, within the text itself. It's not a lot of meat. Um, but you know, everything else like social politically there is, Yeah. you know, so I guess that's where, um, I wanted to go with it. Gotcha. Um, so welcome to Broken Corners. <laughs> <laughs> I am Karen. And I'm Amando. And this week we're going to discuss a poem by Miguel Pinedo, uh, called the Lower East Side Poem. Um, so what are your thoughts? Oh, it was it was really beautiful. I uh I didn't know this guy. Um and I I I did a, you know, a little search for him and came on 
um a youtube video of benjamin bratt uh, portraying him and you know sort of like doing a you know like a crazy 1950s 1960s uh poetry recitation on a on a roof in the city um and they did kind of make Benj- I mean Benjamin Bratt's so beautiful, but they 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 did kind of make yeah. him look like this guy. Um, I mean, how, how cool is that? Like you're like this like short Puerto Rican scruffy looking dude, and they get Benjamin Bratt to play <laughs> you. You know what I mean? Like, because right. he is like tall and handsome, and like yeah. Like, oh, I always oh. thought I thought Benjamin Bratt. Um, I always thought Benjamin Bratt was uh, part Native American, but. I don't actually know him that well. I think he's Latino. Um, yeah, but I could be. I you know, it's one of those things where, you know, what what name is Brad? Right? I don't. I don't know. Right. It could be. It could be. Yeah, he could have a little a little a mix of match in there too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, score right. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny. Like, who would play you in the? Who would play you? That would be like that it would be awesome oh i mean i don't even know because i can't even see it, it would probably be like some, in reality it would probably be something like seth rogan <laughs> <laughs> what or or even like the other guy um it would be like some like short fat um actor not fat but like you know yeah, I don't know. I don't know if thick should apply to men, <laughs> but I mean, maybe that's me and my gen- gender hangups. I'm not. I'm not sure. If you get the if you get the two extra C's, it, it means curves. Yeah, yeah, like thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard that. I don't know. Wow. That but yeah, that that's not a pro. I shouldn't say that because you know they. You know, I don't. I'm not sure. I don't know how. Like, I don't know how men check each other out. You know, men who are interested in one another, or just men in general. Yeah, men who yeah, men who like men, men yeah. gay men. So like, I don't know like what are the, and they may be the same. Like they may like you know, like you know, oh, thick. You know, like oh yeah, <laughs> for sure, some definitely know? do. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, gay dudes do a lot of squats. <laughs> they, well, it's good for you. Yeah. Uh okay, so I hadn't heard of this guy, and he is he when he was actually writing his poems that was in the sixties or seventies mostly or yeah sixties seventies and early eighties um so I came upon so when I was doing my like academic stuff and um you know looking for you know heavily into African American literature and then looking for the parallels between African American literature and uh, U.S. Latino literature, specifically Puerto Rican literature, and what ended up happening was there was Puerto Rican literature, you know, based out of the island, and then there was like New Yorkian literature, mm-hmm. which is you know obviously in in, in New York um, and even you know in the U.S. and you start to see this difference of like very you know fantasy beautiful island literature from the from the island yeah. versus like hard-hitting street you know um you know the reality of what the condition is when you know puerto ricans come to new york city okay um you know and 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 the opportunities that are not always there and what and what are the opportunities you know even if it's 
in the street, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me was the parallel right there between that and African-American literature, specifically African-American literature that, you know, talks about, you know, what it's like, you know, kind of like during the um, 20s, you're, you know, Claude McKay, Richard Wright, like these authors who were like very um, willing to speak about like the re- the reality. Okay. Uh, you know, even your, your Baldwin and stuff like that. Um, and then those, to me, I was like, okay, well, this is the clear connection. And how does, how does, you know, this literature um, borrow from African-American literature and then move forward? So that's when I discovered him and specifically a play called Short Eyes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which was written by him in prison. Um, he served some time um, for robbery. And I guess this um, guy came along and put him in his, like, you know, prison, like, acting program in prison. Mm-hmm. And he wrote this play. And um, it's really an interesting play. And basically what it's about is <clears throat> how how the, you know, how prisons kind of uh, police themselves. Yeah. Specifically when a pedophile comes in. Yeah. Because the I read that the... The name is because they like prison slang for a child molester is uh, short height, short heights. And so the idea was that like people with uh, uh, like Puerto Ricans didn't pronounce the H. And so then they called it short eyes. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. Um, but short eyes just seems right. You yeah. For, you know, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like so, with Cockney rhyming slang, how it, yeah, it, it's, it's not quite on, but it also, the, there is meaning there. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm just thinking of, I'm, I'm trying to think, I was thinking of like Puerto Ricans and H. It's usually the R's that are the problem. Yeah. Um, you know, like my mom has hard time saying, rolling her R, so it comes out like a hard, ah, like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like, like she's hacking up or like something. Like a glottal stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. And then, you know, he, he, um, you know, he got out, he became, you know, semi-famous. He, he, him and two others, they opened up the New Yorkian cafe down on the Lower East Side. Uh, him, uh, Miguel Agarin, and I think Pietro, Pietri. So three dudes opened up this cafe and, you know, they had help from other um, founding members. Um, and then he began to, he actually wrote a couple of episodes for Miami Vice. Okay. And he did some acting too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So, I mean, he was, you know, I mean, he died when he was 41. Yeah. Um, and he was, he was in and out, like he was incarcerated a few times, right? Like he, yeah. he lived pretty hard. Oh yeah. Oh, those, <laughs> yeah, those guys. I don't know. So yeah, I kind of, um. You know, that was like where my entry into uh, actually what my thesis was going to was going to be centered around him and and moving forward. But. um, Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, just basically what, you know, my it was based my thing was like, well, one of my angles was the short eyes play is like a an intro for, you know, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, the prison system being the. um I forgot what the word is. This is why I didn't go forward. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, basically the prison representing, you know, the U.S. Uh, uh, and your different cultures that you interact with um, and different things there. So, 
um yeah it, it was going to be interesting but um so yeah i had a you know i always liked this guy i like the i just i like that he reminded me of my uncles oh okay <laughs> you know yeah um and so that's where so the like the stuff um the stuff about the the sort of physical descriptions of the the streets here versus uh versus the island do you think is there in in then the parallels with the the um african american literature like do you think there's sort of a romanticization romanticization yeah there's a lot of syllables in there of <laughs> of both you know like this idea of the the homeland sort of being 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 perfect but that in that like uh, to me like the the reality is probably that both you can romanticize both and and it's true like the uh, there's ugliness and and beauty in both but that there's sort of you know when people are are away from from their roots you know once they leave then there's this like oh it was this you know just tropical beautiful place you know that i was ripped from i well i don't know if ripped from applies with with puerto ricans but yeah no i mean i i think you yeah you romanticize the former which is the island right you have all these ideas of what it is and then you also romanticize your current existence. Yeah. The problem with romanticizing both kind of states is you kind of don't fit in anywhere. Yeah. Because you're outside of reality, right? So <clears throat> I think you find this with, um, you know, during the 20s and 40s when um, African-Americans were moving up north mm -hmm. for jobs and, and hope of, you know, to better themselves. And, you know, you kind of romanticize um the opportunities that sometimes come and sometimes may never come. Right. And, um, but you also, you know, you also missed, you know, the homeland or not the homeland in this case, but you know, the South, you miss kind of like that agrarian, um, type of living versus the hard living of the, the city. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I think you don't, you tend to, you know, I think we all do it. You know, we're all, we all romanticize something. Yeah, right? definitely. I mean, that's what nostalgia is, isn't it? I mean, it's some weird blend of, of imaginary and real. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's what all these crazy people keep wishing for the 50s again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, except a lot of it's not real. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, yeah, because they, like, as if, as if we were in the 50s, you know, they think that they would be the person who would be respected and and in and, and yeah. the truth is if they they were in the same social and economic position then that they're in now that they wouldn't be respected then either yeah i mean yeah i mean specifically women too right? yeah. you, know? <laughs> you know i always think like hmm, what, what do you i don't i don't think you're looking at the full picture here <laughs> right yeah do you do you enjoy having a credit card with your own name on it yeah yeah among many other things. You enjoy wearing pants. Right. <laughs> oh. Um I yeah, I liked this. I like this poem because the so sort of the main uh the main theme in it, um, and there's there's a rhythm to it that he, he keeps coming back to this is that you know, that he wants his ashes to be scattered on the lower east side. Yeah. Um 
and you know he he kind of goes through different he he says that initially but then you know at different times he talks about sort of the ugliness of it too and the crime and uh you know just all of the all of the well yeah the well there's there's things that are ugly but that are also just sort of part of his day-to-day life yeah i mean he talks about the junkies and the smugglers and the pimps yeah but to him that they that's that is his everyday life that's the that's that's bill up the block right well and it's him (laughs) it's him too Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, because he says, yeah, he says a thief, a junkie, I've been committed every known Mm -hmm. sin. Um, And yeah, there's a there's a whole paragraph talking about all of all of the bad stuff, like, you know, police shooting wild mothers, futile whales, pushers, dope wheelers, cocaine dealers, all of that. And then he says, all of that's true. All that's true. All that's true. But this this isn't this ain't no lie that he still does want his ashes scattered there anyway. And, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought that was really lovely. That's something I've thought about a decent amount and something that Brian and I have kind of argued about over the years. It's one of like our random weird topics that we, we always sort of have bad, not bad feeling, but like we, we, we never agree on it that I think it does matter to me where physical remains end up. And sort of the okay. the uh, the treatment, like the, what we what we do in cemeteries <laughs> and things like that. Like we've had these random arguments about that before. Because I, I wait, you and wait, Brian's arguing. <laughs> <laughs> Brian never argues. He doesn't believe in it. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's. Uh, I I think I don't know if he would say this, but I think like he thinks I'm just sort of being like I'm I'm being overly sentimental. Uh, okay, give me your take. Yeah, give me like, give me your side. Uh, I just over over the years, like after my dad died, he was he was cremated and he was actually interred in in the cemetery, you know, in out in the country where I'm from. And okay. I don't go back there, and so there's no way for me to to visit his actual remains. Right. And I don't know why it matters because there there is part of me that's you know very practical about it. I don't think. You know, I I do think once a person dies that it's, you know, that's not them anymore. Um, But at the same time, I don't know why over the years it just, I, you know, I kind of had a feeling of like, I, not, not, not in some like weird sort of like fetishization. And I I mean, fetish in the sense of the object, not, not the sexualized (laughs) way. Uh, Like, it's not that like, oh, I need to have his ashes. Uh. I don't, I don't know. It it just, I do wish like if, if, if he was, if the cemetery that he was interred in was here, I do think I would go every so often. Right. Um, and, and I do think it would, it would mean something in a different way that his actual remains were there versus, versus my just doing what I do now, which is, you know, to remember him at different times and, you know, because it is, it's, it's ritual then yeah in a in a different way like you have to make an effort to formalize it in a in another way you know whereas you know i and and i don't i don't really do that on my own here i mean and also you know nobody here knew my dad so it's it's not it's something where it'd be kind of weird to 
not weird. Anybody would do, anybody would do it with me who I asked. I know, but like, if you try to pull in a friend on something like that, like it just kind of doesn't have the same, the same experience, you know? Right. I mean, there's a reason why, uh, I mean, like cemetery, all, all of these, like you said, rituals or, or things, they're not, they're not for the deceased person. They're for the living. Right. And how, however, you know, the person wants to celebrate or, or, you know, remember the person who is no longer with us is up to the person. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I can, you know, I tend to agree about um, that it doesn't um, like it, you know, the location doesn't matter, but I'm not the one. It's not my family member. You know what I mean? I don't get to dictate to anyone who how they remember somebody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. You know, I, I, that's not, that's, Jesus, that, is that, that's none of my business. Well, Brian always, <laughs> he thinks it's a sort of an, an, an environmental issue that he, he thinks it's like a waste of land to use it to bury people. And I do, I oh, do okay, get yeah. that. And I do get definitely that the, you know, that pumping, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, pumping people full of these really um, environmentally terrible chemicals just to stick them in the ground uh yeah. is is not you know necessarily great but um yeah i don't know i've always been a big cremation fan that's what i wanted yeah i i i um i'm leaning that way now um as i get older like the thought of being stuck in the ground is it's a little um i don't it, it seems weird to me yeah um and kind of like i'm not really a claustrophobic person uh-huh. but that for some reason makes me claustrophobic sure um even though I don't expect to be um, to feel it, I hope not. I hope <laughs> yeah, I don't want to feel the cremation. That's for sure. Yeah, but I mean, you know, with regards to the the land argument, I mean, it's a valid point. But my only my counter argument would be there's so much land in this 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 country that is not dedicated to cemeteries and not being used either. Right. You know? Right. Um, but I do get the argument. Well, but, so, yeah, the yeah. last time we argued about this was when, uh, like, after lockdown started. So the, I live very close to um, a big cemetery, which so do you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so people were people were go- going in and uh, acting like it was a park. Yeah. And so people, yeah. like, were even sunbathing and things like that. Ooh. Ew. Yeah, that's, and, yeah and not, so that's what what he and I were arguing about was he was just saying people those people are more important, and what I was saying was no, I think the people who are there actually mm-hmm. like um, participating in services whose family members are you know newly being put in the ground are more important. Yeah, I I, I mean the cemetery is clearly not for dead people. Yeah, I it's mean, not like it, people it were is. people were people were jogging through it. People were giving haircuts. People were sunbathing. Haircuts. Yeah, and so I know it was a very you know it was an unprecedented situation, as we say about everything about COVID. Fucking cut hair in the cemetery. Like, that's bad juju. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was. I mean, the thing was like it is hard because there's not that there's not that much space you know public space here for and everybody was on top of one another and stuck at home but um you know it just you know time and a place i guess is what it felt like yeah no i don't think there's ever a time to um cut hair in a cemetery (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
I, I just, I'm sorry. That one, that one. I mean, listen, you want to, you want to walk through it, and you know, cutting hair and sunbathing is. I don't know. Fuck off with specifically the sunbathing. Yeah. No, there's like Take a vitamin D. Yeah. The, yeah. You don't need to be in a bikini to get your vitamin D because there's COVID. You know. Oh my god. Yeah. This. I don't know. Like, can you? It. It's. It's funny because I always think that I don't. I'm not like somebody who like gets too hung up on the idea of respect or disrespect. You know. But I just do think that if you were. Like this is what I was trying to explain to him was like if your if your mom or dad or child had just died and you go there for the service and then you look over yeah and you look over and there's somebody you know with like the cocoa butter out yeah no, it's just it's, not cool totally... that's not you know yeah it's like blatant disrespect um, <laughs> yeah it is and I am someone who gets hung up on the little things of respect and disrespect in certain certain situations yeah um. Because, you know... I, I just kept telling him it's not a park, it. you know? It's not. And, and when you when you lose somebody in that moment, you, you know, some people are really, you know, distraught. And I don't think anything should try to, um, you know, make them feel even worse. Yeah. You know, it's not a mall. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I think people were even playing music and stuff like that. Can you, and, and Brian was like, oh, well, why, why couldn't you just go over if they're doing something that's disrupting? Why couldn't you just go over and ask them to stop? And I was like, because maybe you don't have the emotional resources to do that right then. Also, like that doesn't work so well in New York exactly. City. Exactly. <laughs> that too. Like every time you do that with somebody here, like it can get combative immediately. Yeah. New Yorkers aren't the, the, Specifically on the unprecedented times, they're not the best. Yeah, people. <laughs> yeah. I know. So. Yeah, I, 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 I'm in agreement. I, I just, <laughs> this, I, I can't, I can't. I mean, if you want to walk through a cemetery, that's fine. Yeah, but, but like, the sunbathing and haircut thing, really, that's too much. And, and or having a picnic. Yeah. You know, that's something you do when you're a teenager and you sneak into cemeteries. You don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, or I don't know. I mean, I've definitely like the where I used to work in uh at Mackinac, like we act there there are all these um very old cemeteries on the island and so we actually did a cemetery tour program at night, you know, but it also wasn't it it was we were very much aware that it was a cemetery <laughs> when when we did yeah. it, you know. So I don't. I, I'm not like I'm not completely. Uh, no, that's not my thing. Even when we went to the one in New Orleans, I don't like. Um, you know, I, I I always feel uneasy. Yeah. Like I just feel like, and and I don't know. I just feel like it's not about the. It's not like about ghosts or, no. or spirits. I think it's about the spirit of. Uh, some sort of sanctity of something um and i think you know i don't know i don't know it's just kind of weird i mean maybe it's kind of like you know i think there's an aura of goodness and and balance and sometimes you know you don't want to you don't you don't want to fuck that yeah i don't know i mean i was just taught as a kid that how we treat our dead is part of what makes us human like that Mm. that differentiates us yeah i get that um yeah. So, and how? Yeah, how we treat how we treat just how we treat it. You know, the weak or people who need help is really yeah. Yeah. And, and all of that. I mean, yeah. But you know, 
What do I know? <laughs> no, when I was when I was sick, you know, and I was trying to plan for stuff, which I I never uh I didn't I didn't get everything finalized that I wanted to, but like I was trying to do research on, you know, what options are with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And because I knew I wanted to be cremated, but it is weird, you know, living here. Like, what do you that's that's such a weird decision to try to make when you are alive to be like, oh, what what am I going to do with because I what am I going to do with the ashes or whatever, you know, and it was funny because Brian and I had had that argument not that long before, um, which which actually made me feel better at the time when it happened, because I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm getting better because he felt OK to argue with me about this. <laughs> I remember that thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way back up because he, he was okay. To, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you, you know, there are places around, like I basically, you know, I could get cremated in that, in that cemetery. Like, oh, that was the other thing that was, that was bothering me about it was that like at the time, because so many people were dying from COVID the the yeah. crematorium in that cemetery was working 24 hours a day. Yeah. And so I was like, really you want to go you want to go sunbathe next to the you know, next to the smokestacks with the ash particles blowing out? So I just yeah, <laughs> why why don't they just go to Prospect Park? Yeah, exactly. There like there's an actual park not that far away to do that it's in. It's actually meant for that. Right. And whereas like, <laughs> you know, Greenwood Cemetery is private property. Yeah. It's just a very it's beautiful, but it's not a park. Um but anyway, yeah, I don't know. I was just trying to like uh figure out what to do and basically like if you if you don't know what you want what you want to do with your ashes, like you can just sort of like pay them to keep them. But then I was like, so my ashes would just be there forever. Yeah, you're still paying rent. Yeah, and I didn't think it was sad or anything, but it was more just that, like, uh, you know, Brian at this point is the person who's who would sort of end up doing the sort of administrative tasks if I died. And right. And I was like, well, I know he doesn't want them. So I didn't know. It was it was just funny. Uh I, but I never, you, but I never talked to him about that. About like, yeah, it, I think at the time I was just like, ah, eh, that's too much, and it almost felt like, um, you know, talk about bad juju. I was just like, ah, eh, that's fine. He he'll figure it out. He's getting yeah, he's he, he's a smart. He's guy. getting my four hundred one k money. He can. <laughs> he's a smart guy. <laughs> he is a smart guy, so he can. He's a smart rich guy. Yeah, that's right. He can figure it out. It, that's. He has to, that's that's the deal is he gets my 401k but he has to take care of the cats. Nice, yeah, well at nice. least he has to try to place them together somewhere if they're still alive now that they're 102 as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean would you would you then consider scattering them somewhere and if so where? <laughs> yeah, that was what was I didn't I didn't really feel that strongly about anywhere that I wanted it to like I, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't really be back in Michigan. No, okay. And and it wouldn't would really be here either. I mean, I don't know. Now it's funny now that like now that I did make it through all that. Like I, I do feel more strongly about 
about New York than I did mm. before. Um, and I feel, yeah, I don't know. There was something around the time of like RGB dying and then finding out Fauci was from here. <laughs> and like mm. when I went down to see my friend in DC and then actually drove back. And I, when I got here, like I felt, I felt very differently driving back into the city that I ever yeah. had before. And, um, but, but I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I can't quite like there, there's, it, it feels like an itch. I can't quite scratch in the middle of my brain. Cause usually I know, I know, I definitely know what I want most of the time. And there's just right. not, there's not something that feels quite right for me yet on that topic. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, hopefully there's a lot of time before you get <laughs> Yeah. But it's, you know, I, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I totally get the. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, I was born here, so. But like, when I get back to Queens, it's like base, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. like you know, there's like a, like you, you kind of know all the crazies, and you know, when you leave New York, it's kind of like different types of crazies. Yeah, yeah, and the pacing is just is just so different. Like the even the like rhythm of traffic and people in grocery stores like it, a lot slower yeah well it, yeah it feels like stop start animation <laughs> where you can like tell that they're looking at you weird and i'm like i don't think yeah. i'm moving that fast because it's me but maybe i am you're like why is she a blur <laughs> <laughs> god how fast is she moving <laughs> well i always yeah it's like i always find that i when i'm when I'm in DC that like once I look at when I see other people coming once I sort of decide okay you're not moving you're not you're not gonna move before I move then I just do what I'm gonna do and and I can tell like that that my friend that I'm with is is always a little like oh you know there's oh so you're just going yeah I'm going (laughs) why aren't you quite quite aggressive (laughs) well that's what yeah that's what it, it it just seems like everybody is sort of just like waiting for somebody to do something. And so I'm always like, oh, okay, well then I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When I, when I, um, when I lived in Connecticut, it was a, a total, well, aside from being a culture shop, but it was also just, yeah. The, when you go to the supermarket it's, and, and you're waiting online, it's like everyone has way more patience than they should. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, hurry up, hurry up no ma'am it's okay just you know and like it's like everyone's like waiting for you know the, the the poor old lady's counting her change and it's just like oh my god it's just five cents just fucking just i'll pay for it it has to be that way you know like i don't know yeah meanwhile here like if it takes too long people are already like yelling at you right no i mean yeah people here like are honking their horn behind you before the light even turns yeah, I always wait. Like I, I count like thirty seconds and go. <laughs> I try to be polite because I don't want. I don't like when people honk me. I don't either. Like it gets me. It gets me upset. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't mind, but it, it, it ineffectual honking makes me laugh. Like where people do the thing where there's there's six cars in front of them and they can't tell what's actually like you. You literally can't see what's happening. Yeah, you don't know where the bottleneck is. Yeah, but you're just going to honk. Like, all right, that'll help. This, I turned down a street last week and this woman, it was a side street 
and there were cars parked on both sides. It was already narrow. And then this woman was just walking down the middle of the street with her dog. Okay. <laughs> and I and I couldn't go around her. And I have a small car, but I I got up behind her and I did the tap honk twice. And I thought like I thought her head sort of twitched back, like she heard something. And she just continued walking down the street. And so I was like, oh, well, I guess I need to honk honk. And so then I, you know, like heavy honked. And then uh, and then she was just terrified. And I was like, well, dude, the yeah, because I'm like, yeah, I was so out the street. Yeah, I was like a foot and a half behind her at that point. Like, I don't know. Like, what is your dog deaf too? Like, it, I don't know. It was. Yes. Like she was scared, but then, but then she was just like, oh, well, I'm not really going to move. So she wasn't that scared. You should yeah. have tapped her a little bit with the car. Yeah. Like, or like run, like while you drive past her, open the door and hit her. <laughs> oh, her dog was, her dog would have gotten it. So that's a no. Well, well, listen, he, he wouldn't have heard it. That's for sure. <laughs> Fucking deaf dog. No, I mean, I, I, there was a kid, he did like a wheelie on his bike, and I, he made me stop short. Uh, and this kid must have been like 12. So I started honking, honking. He's looking at me, so I flipped him off. I said, fuck you. I'll, I'll fight a kid. <laughs> Holy shit. Punch him in his baby nuts. <laughs> shit, That's kid. how you learn. That's right. I mean, he would have learned my car <laughs> pieces of blood and hair in my grill of my car <laughs> yeah oh. i tried to... i believe the children are our future by the way oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah hit hit them hard and let them see the way <laughs> that's true oh do you do you have uh have you ever thought about the like where you where you would like specifically where you'd want to end up not until now. Thanks, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, not really. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know. I'm like, ah, eh, fuck it. I'm dead. Yeah. Somebody uh, else can do it. That's the worry. Oh, well, you've that's got a kid. Worry. Yeah. Yeah, she'll figure it out. She'll do whatever. Yeah. I put that on her. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, uh, where do I? Yeah, I mean, I uh, do. I want to be scattered somewhere. Do I want to be on a, someone's mantle? Yeah, that's <laughs> weird, right? Yeah. Like, you know, someone tips me over and now I'm in the carpet. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want any of that. Um, yeah. No, I haven't, I honestly don't really put much thought into it. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's it's uncomfortable, obviously. <laughs> like, you know, it's uncomfortable to think about. You don't really want to think about it. And, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, and, and next. Yeah, I'm already. Like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I, I don't know. It's funny because like my grandmother's buried in in right actually close to where I work, and um, yeah, I haven't visited that grave since probably the '90s. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I should go. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, if it... I also don't know where it is. How do you know where people are buried? It's probably a website somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's some website, like, literally called Grave Finder or something like that. Because um, that, I've seen, 
when I was doing um oh what's what's that called what's it called when you look up family stuff? Uh genealogy. genealogy. Yeah, when I was doing a bunch of that, uh you know, I was seeing graves of people that I hadn't known were dead yet. And I was like, Oh, well that's cool. Now I know. Yeah. Well I didn't mean it just sound like such a psycho how I said that. Now I know. <laughs> well, now I know. I scratch them off my list. <laughs> Uh, but just it, it was just you know that thing where you have relatives who you're like yeah there's a pretty good chance they're not around anymore yeah. and then you get the confirmation you you and you you know you're not exactly crushed by it but you're also just like oh okay well now I know <laughs> makes sense yeah <laughs> they were 95 okay yeah I mean I think Betty White's turning 99. I know. I saw like 85 million commercials about the Golden Girls on some TV land thing yesterday. Oh, wow. Promoting that she's turning 99. I realized just by watching the highlights of, you know, just the commercial of the Golden Girls. And I know this is going to be controversial. Controversial. (laughs) I don't really like that show. Okay. I mean, I mean, why would I like a show about four old white women? Um, So that makes sense. Um, I, 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 but they weren't really old. That was the thing is they're only about like 10, 15 years older than we are right now. No, I know. But when I was a kid, yeah, they were older and, um, it was super progressive. They, I'm sure it was. I'm not saying it's just not, it wasn't my cup of tea, yeah. even like looking at the commercials and I'm wondering like, so they all made fun of Rose, right? That was Betty White. Yeah. Did she have like dementia or something? She no, she was just stupid. Okay. She was she was just very <laughs> she was just uh sweet and daffy and and you know just uh just you know goofy. She would just yeah. it, it was I mean it was she was like cartoon stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about it. <laughs> And, I, and it's funny because we used to watch that every, I think, Saturday at 9 o'clock it would come on. Yeah. Totally. Um, and we used to watch it. And, I, you know, looking back, I'm like, I don't know why this was funny. Oh, it's still, Brian and I, I mean, we quoted to each other all the time. It's, I don't know, it's still funny. I used to watch it when I lived in Kentucky, like, for two hours in a row. Because if you, on the basic cable I had, you could, like, switch from um station to station and it was like just the simpsons and golden girls wow <laughs> yeah kentucky's great <laughs> kentucky um, or at least it was that's all right you don't have to like golden girls no i yeah i i i, yeah, I was, it was it i may and also i'm gonna say this because i was watching tv maybe because they kept doubling up on the commercials about it yesterday. oh yeah that'll irritate the shit and out I, of you i started yeah it was it was it was that it was also everyone loves raymond which is also Ooh, a show that i yeah. despise and um and the other one the other um king of queens which i also fucking can't stand yeah I it's yeah to me King of Queens is like not even remotely in the I don't I don't think Raymond is close to as good as Golden Girls and King of Queens is like three steps lower than that. Yeah, no, I, I'm not, I, and and I I'm not putting them on the same. Level also, I have just... a problem with Kevin James. 
<laughs> which is you want to go find him? He kind of. He lost a he lost a bunch of weight and he started saying shitty things about fat people. And I was just like, see you back here in five years, buddy. He 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 gained weight. Of back, course he? he did. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling. <laughs> Feeling. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> No, I don't know. I that that's something. There have been plenty of uh, of uh, celebrities that do that. Yeah, like they where they not the not the gain and lose. There's plenty of just people who do that, but like people who um when when they lose, it's mostly men. Yeah, I yep. I was going to say, uh, what's your name? I haven't heard anything from. Uh, what's her name? The Australian lady. Is she Australian? New Zealand? Uh, Rebel. Oh, Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. I... And the other woman too, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. She lost a, a bunch of weight. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it's mostly men because men are assholes. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be honest. Yeah. Well, and it's not that I want anybody to gain the weight back, but it's just like, okay, well, cool. We'll see how it goes because statistically, the odds aren't good, you know. Oh yeah, listen, and not for nothing, and not to be a, a complete nutty dick, but if someone's if some like if someone does that and then talk shit, I I personally I want them to go back and maybe even double up. <laughs> yeah, and the odds are good for that too. Because you know what, you're a piece of shit. Like, yeah, you, know, you, you are a celebrity who probably, you know, got a trainer, or you know, or can afford a trainer, can afford those like little, you know, packaged meal things. You know, someone makes food for you, or or even the other way where you get the um the surgery. Yeah. You know, and like, none of that is easy. So, <laughs> I don't. Uh, well, it's just not, it's, everybody knows, like, people actually do know how to lose weight. It's just the doing it forever is the hard part. And that's what you have to do. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely not easy. But anyway, so fuck Kevin James is my point. Um. No, I'm, I'm on board with that. Yeah, but also that show just sucked. And even, even with, um, even with the dad from Seinfeld in it, it still sucked. No, those shows are are cheap laughs. They're the the jokes are 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 easy jokes. They're not um they're not smart. Yeah, you know, like there's no there's no clever and there's nothing clever about it. You know, I even in the commercial, I'm like, you know, they all get together and the old dad from I don't know maybe it's Raymond. He's like, show me where the room with the TV is, and everyone goes ha 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 and like a laugh track. I'm like, why is that funny? Yeah, you know. And a lot of these, a lot of those sitcoms too are there's like all these abusive relationships, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's usually in the older relationships. Yeah, you know, like the the the, the grandfather or the grandmother's relationship is always slightly abusive. Yeah. Um, yeah, the mom and everybody she- loves Raymond is, I that's the part of that show I like that she's <clears throat> how how real it is how nasty she can be. Yeah, I've never seen. I've actually never really seen the show. I've only seen clips. So oh, okay. To me, they're actually the same show. <laughs> oh, funny. To, to like, you know, like to me, all the characters kind of like. All I know is, yeah, no, because funny. Uh, Raymond is married to Patricia Heaton, mm-hmm. who is the conservative Republican, right? And then uh, uh, James is married to Leah Remney, who's the former Scientology. Yeah. Um. So. 
to me there's overlapping things there <laughs> i don't know yeah uh but no i and i wouldn't and i wouldn't um compare golden girls to those two shows i i, I mean oh that's good a one is on channel two and the other one's on channel four <laughs> um and also like the that was that whole time in um those shows in in the like the eighties and nineties were on Channel Four were like Give Me a Break, mm. Golden Girls, Night Court. Um, those were I mean they they were they had a good block of shows. Yeah, I always like Night Court. Did you? I was wondering. Yeah. Night Court, I like Night Court and Cheers. I love Cheers. Um, I, I watched it the other day. It's pretty good. It still holds. I mean, it's, it's slightly offensive, but it holds up. Night Court. No cheers. Oh, cheers. Yeah, I mean, Sam is borderline uh, rapist. Oh, okay. I mean, not really, but he's sleazy, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I remember John Larroquette in uh, in Night Court was so sleazy. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yeah, he was. But I, that was one of the shows when I was a kid that I was just kind of like, you know how. You know how it is with shows where you're just like, I don't really understand why people watch this. <laughs> oh, you didn't like Night Court? It wasn't that I, I didn't like, like I, I kept, it just seemed like I was like missing the gear on it. You know, like it just never yeah, quite clicked yeah. for me. Um, That's how I felt about Wings. You remember Wings? Oh, yeah. I didn't get that. No. And then when they based that one whole cable network on it for like 15 years, that was strange. Did they really? Yeah, there was there was one. Was it the USA Network? I want to say like where all the, my, the yeah, it was just wings, and then I think it was yeah. like just wings and monk. <laughs> That's the name of my bar, wings and monk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, someday we'll be. I wonder. I hope the wings place is still there once we can go back to it. Well, here here's the new thing now. I mean, it is still there because, and they um. What's Queens? You know, they don't, um, in this neighborhood, nobody shut down. Right. They've been open. They're open. They actually, they must have made money because they uh, changed the outside. They 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 uh, changed the, the aesthetic of it. Oh, okay. It looks better. And, um, but no, but the, the thing is now uh, with my air fryer, I just make wings. Oh, nice. And we just have wings whenever we want. And you don't have to go get COVID sauce. Mm, no, we have <laughs> We have our own sauce. <laughs> what do you do? You just do like a buffalo, or I honestly don't know what I'm doing. I just, honestly, I take hot sauce, a little bit of butter, maybe a little bit of cream, and just throw it in the, the the pan and just pour it over. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's it's not bad. I think like one time I used like lemon, or I used lime, honey, and some ginger. That was pretty good. Ooh. But you know, yeah, I mean, air fryer is pretty good. Yeah, I was talking shit about the air fryer in the beginning. Yeah, you were. I, I come around. <laughs> How long does it take, like, to go from a raw chicken wing to crispy deliciousness? Uh, so eleven minutes, uh, one side, flip it, and then like eleven minutes, and you're good. Okay. At like, at like four hundred. Hmm. Mine, mine is pretty basic. It it just go is on or off. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I um. I um I have the one with like different temperatures and different pictures and, and the pictures like you know the the old chicken leg picture 
you know, the old like cow, <laughs> you, you know, like, I don't know. It's like, it's so weird. You've got like the McDonald's register of air fryer. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. It's like, it's got a temperature and a picture and it's like, and time. <laughs> like cow at hot. Hot cow. <laughs> oh, that must be beef, you know. Don't ever put the pork in the beef and, you know. No, that's a recipe for disaster. That's not halal. Um, yeah. what have you been watching anything this week? Uh, I, so yesterday came out two shows that I'm interested in. Uh, so well, season two of The Servant on Apple TV, which I we saw season one and it was really good. Um, really kind of eerie. You know, it's you know what it's about, no. right? So it's with uh, Lauren Ambrose from Six Feet Under. The redhead. She's the, yeah, she's the redhead. She's married to this dude. I don't know that other actor's name. And her brother is also... Oh, I forgot his name, but he's the Harry Potter... The redhead from Harry Potter. Oh, Rupert Grint? Rupert, yeah, him. So they are... Grint and Ambrose are brother and sister, and she's married to this chef. So the the wife and husband have a baby... Something happens to the baby, so the baby dies, and she kind of goes on a psychological, like, she just, you know, she's fucked up. So, like, this kind of special type of um, treatment, I guess, which, <clears throat> you know, looking back on it, it doesn't, you know, I don't know how it's going to work, but <laughs> is to have, like, a doll in place of the baby. Okay. And, like, this realistic, like, really eerie-looking doll. <laughs> And uh, so she, you know, she still thinks the baby's alive. She's caring for the baby with the doll. And they hire a nanny. Uh-huh. And the husband knows. Like, the husband's, like, fully, like, listen, you know, you have to play along with this. It's, you know, for for her to be better. They hire a nanny for the doll. Yeah. Oh, no. But then when the nanny comes. It's Rupert Grant in a wig. Yes. It's a Janaya. Yes. And then hilarity ensues. <laughs> no. With the new nanny, all of a sudden you hear crying and there's a live baby in the crib. Oh boy. And then it goes from there. Was it inside so the nanny on. before she got there? We don't know. We don't know. have to find out. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. No. <laughs> I can't. And now, what was that like the was that the finale of the first season? That it's no, that's baby? like right off the bat. Like it's like the oh the, shit, the, it's from the beginning. Yeah, and then you have to figure out what the hell's going on the whole season. <laughs> and now we're on season two, so that's 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 my that's my thing that I'm excited about. <laughs> and then the second thing that came out yesterday was the Wandavision for like a. One of the Marvel characters now has their own TV show, oh. and we got to find out what's wrong with her. Okay. So WandaVision, like Wanda Sykes. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but her name is uh, what's her name? Wanda Maximoff is her name, and she's Scarlet Witch, and is you know Elizabeth Olsen. So she's Scarlet Witch, and Paul Bettany is the other guy. He's Vision. So these are characters from the Avengers, and now they're on a show. Good times. Oh, okay. Oh, what about you? Wait, what, Elizabeth what Olsen from from um, Handmaid's Tale? No, that's Elizabeth Moss. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. Also a Scientologist. Yeah. 
That's why Fred Armisen said I'm out. Who's Elizabeth Olsen? She's the third Olsen. <laughs> the talented one. Oh, part of the twin family? Yeah, she's the one that doesn't look like emaciated. Yeah, she's the one like, they fed. She's the one that has posture. <laughs> uh, okay. Interesting. I did not know that that was a thing. That that's that there was another Olsen. Yeah, she's been in a lot of things, but I don't know what she's been in. That, that's one of the things that makes me feel my age is that like there's a certain age of actress where I just can't retain who they are or like what the point is. Not just actress, like people act actors in general. Yeah. Um. I mean, a lot of them look alike. Yeah. But like, say, like Brie Larson, I can't retain who she is. Uh, oh, the the red yeah. Jessica Chastain, like I don't know what the difference between her and um, Ron Howard's daughter is. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure they're all uh, lovely people. Even even the chick from La La Land, I have a hard time trying to. Oh uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Uh. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know why. Uh, like they, they, they feel very, um, they feel very bland to me, like very surfacey. And I, I'm not saying they are as human beings, but I just, for whatever reason, like there's, there's nothing about them that like catches on my brain. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, like, I think. Probably, yeah. I mean, Elizabeth Moss, she, she, she appears to like convey depth. In depth? Characters. depth, depth, <laughs> but you know, knowing her Scientology ways, it kind of is a turn off. Wait, I'm so sorry, Elizabeth Moss or Olsen? Yeah. Moss, she's the one from The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, okay. Oh, my, okay. Uh, I just looked up Elizabeth Olsen, I've never seen this person before. Oh, okay. She's in the Avengers. Huh. <laughs> um, she's I mean, she's in a whole bunch of shit. I just don't know. Oh, I can see the Olseniness in in some of these pictures. In the eyes. Yeah. Yeah, and her like little her little doll face. Interesting. I bet people listening are like, "Hmm, old people, cool." Old people. Old, what's the deal with Elizabeth Olsen? My God! So, no, um, no, I'm young. I know who these people are. Yeah, you are, and you're uh one year older than me. So, yeah, I'm hip. I'm hip. <laughs> I'm hip. I'm cool. I'm hip. I might need a new hip soon, but I'm hip. <laughs> <laughs> well, the technology on that's getting better, so that's good. Yeah, right. I mean, by the time, I mean, hopefully in twenty years, like, well, we could like just parlay ourselves into a robot. Yep. And that that's it. That's all we need. Oil. Um, <laughs> what have you been watching? Uh, I have been watching... I did like a return to my uh, my British game shows. Um, there's a show called Taskmaster where this guy, Greg Davis, who is this giant of a man who's Welsh, like he just looks like a king. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, I've seen him on, on lots of different British panel shows before, but um he's the host and he kind of sits at this throne and then they have each season they have like four or five um 
British comedians who also do panel shows all the time. And he just sets them like all these different tasks. And then his co-host actually administers them. So it'll be things like uh, just super random uh, sort of physical tasks to do of like, you know, there's a, a mat that has an easel on it that means that the easel is like 10 feet away from them and they need to paint something on it. And so it's just on the grounds of this. There's like a little, there's a little house and a shed and a caravan, a tray, like a little trailer uh, camper. And, you know, people can go grab stuff that they need and come back and do it. And then it'll either be like, who does it in the fastest amount of time or some, like they will be just really obvious things that sort of trip them up that they don't realize. And it's just super, super British because these people, uh, like they, they, it makes them look really stupid a decent amount of the time, but then, uh, also like they'll do incredibly clever things every so often. And, uh, I don't know. It's just fun. And they're and it's comedian. So they're, they're sort of funny how they go about it. They're sort of artsy, funny people anyway. Um, mm. so Yeah. I, I don't think I'm selling it, but it's like, it's a good thing if you're going to like play a game on your phone to have on and, you know, and just, just pull yeah. it along with, oh, look at the, and, oh, look at the fun British people. Oh, those Brits. <laughs> All right. Well, uh... <laughs> I'm so sorry. On top of, on top of this, then, then, uh, then my cat just went and like puked five feet in front of me. So I'm like, well, that's a metaphor too. Or it's just cat puke. It's 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 fine. Uh, it's a meow to four. Oh no! That's when you know it's time to go. <laughs> That's when we gotta go. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. All right, take it easy. Have a good week. Bye.